This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name's Tom Ward and I'm joined this evening by Andy. Evening, Tom, mate. Evening, mate. And I'm also joined by Dave. Evening, both. Evening, chaps. Uh, Sky Blues travelled to South Wales on Saturday to take on Mick McCarthy's Cardiff. Unfortunately, they slipped to a 3-1 defeat. We will, as usual, dissect the game as well as look ahead to the home games versus Norwich and Brentford. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining me, chaps. Um, how are we both feeling after yesterday's defeat? I'll go to you first, Andy. Uh, just a little bit uh, deflated, really, uh, Tom. That's the main word. Um, I was really looking forward to the game against Cardiff after the Watford display. I was impressed with the way we played against Watford. I thought we were unlucky not to win the game. I thought we were the better side against Watford, and I thought... Um, we would take that into the Cardiff game, but I was a bit wary of Cardiff with yeah. Mick, with Mick McCarthy in charge and, you know, that new manager bounce. So I was a bit wary of it. And unfortunately, my concerns um, drew f- uh, fruit, didn't it? Because we lost 3-1, unfortunately. So. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? Like, I think before the game, we were sort of cautiously optimi- optimistic about mm. it, but but actually they've they've hit a bit of form, haven't they? And probably mm. we played them at a bad time, really, didn't they? They're just sort of getting into their groove a little bit. Yeah, I think that put them seventh, hasn't it, now? So, yeah. you know, they're not yeah. that far off the playoffs, are they? So exactly. it's a, it's a stark contrast to when we played them at St Andrews. They've improved, haven't they? Yeah, they have big time. How, how are you feeling, Dave? Yeah, I think very much the same as Andy. I think he's, you know, summed it up pretty well there. Um, it's just a big frustration because it's just hard isn't it coming onto the pod every week and saying we played really well we (laughs) definitely play the right type of football for this league but 
unfortunately we're still talking about the fact that we didn't pick up any points and and conceded you know conceded three really just really you know gifted free goals really mm. you know apart from the Keith Moore one which I know we'll come on to there was a lot of work for him still to do and he took it really really well but you know we we um we didn't we didn't make it the hardest uh, as we could have for them to, yeah. to, to net the free No, goals. I agree with you, Dave. I think when their goals like that, it's, it's a little bit annoying, isn't it? If you yeah. if you get undone by, you know, an absolute worldie and you lose 1-0, you kind of just say, well, fair enough. But when they're goals like that and just really annoying, frustrating ones, weren't they? We'll, we'll get yeah. on and talk about them a bit more. Um, first thing to go through is the match stats and probably going to be a little bit frustrating, aren't they, Andy? Let's be honest. I would call it misleading. Uh, Tom. <laughs> misleading, uh, yeah. yeah, misleading, mate. Um, but I'll go through them anyway. Um, we had 67% possession, uh, which was obviously we had a lot more of the ball than them. And that showed with the attempted passes as well. We had 542 attempted passes compared to their 285. So it just shows that they wow. were quite a direct team, weren't mm. they? But it kind yeah. of suited them the way we played because we kept the ball didn't really do anything with it, had no cutting edge, and they just they just hit us on the counter-attack going long, didn't it? Because it kind of suited their game plan to a T, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, the shot count, we had 21 shots versus their eight. However, the key stat in that is that 24% was uh, 24% shot accuracy only for us. So, you know, again, that's not high enough, is it, for 21 shots? That's no, it's poor. not. It's not. And... Um, Again, yeah, so that's that's disappointing. Um, and we had 17 shots inside the box. But saying that, regarding the shot count, it was more to do when the game was dead, wasn't it? You know, we were free yeah. all down. And then the last 15 minutes, we turned it on, which, you know, you know, they were sitting back. And that's when more of the shots were coming off and getting towards their goal. So, um, again, a little bit misleading on that, on that count. Um, defensively... Um, we had seven clearances compared to their 30. So oh. it shows that they cleared the ball a lot more than us. And I don't think we defended particularly well. And that shows on that. And we won 64 duels compared to their 67, which is similar, to be honest, Tom. Yeah. And have we got the the fouls against on those stats? Because I know, I think I saw it on iFollow. I think it said 24 or 25 fouls against. Yeah, um, I haven't got it, Tom. Yeah. yeah. I haven't got it on here. Uh, let me just... I mean, yeah, that tells you that tells you something as well, doesn't it? They were one of those really annoying sides that just kept fouling us so persistently throughout mm. the game. And we'll get on and talk about the, the referee a bit later on, but yeah. I just felt like we were getting kicked off the ball. I mean, yeah, it's typical Mick McCarthy team. Tom. Yeah, we played right into the, his hands, didn't we? Um, yeah, he likes going long. He doesn't like possession football. He likes the direct game, and he puts teams under pressure that way through decent delivery from corners mm. and long throws. So, and we didn't deal with them very well at all, as, as you can see with their second goal. So we kind of played into their hands, Tom, um, yeah, regarding regarding the tactics and, and the stats show that, doesn't it? Yeah, they do. Um, I thought the first sort of 10, five, 10 minutes or so, we actually kept the ball really well and we were sort of playing, playing some nice stuff, weren't we, Dave? Yeah, I mean, change this record because it's been scratched, probably been overused. I think you're going to have to take it off or buy a new one because it's the same <laughs> story every week. First 10 minutes, play some nice football, bar Bristol City um, away, but play some nice football, play ourselves into it, embarrass them, show them up. 
in, in almost in terms of possession stats, in the way that mm. we kept the ball, in the way that we seemed at ease to be able to play triangles and, and get from one end of the pitch to the other. We, we, it seemed it seemed seemingly easy. And, and again, you know, um, I was texting people, you know, saying that this is that these they are useless. They're there for the taking. Um, yeah. But, you know, we, we seem to be able to play around them and play nice football. And, and like you say, early 10 minutes, it just looked all, all was rosy and it looked like yeah. it was going to be an, a, an enjoyable afternoon. But we need to go for it more, don't you think? Like, I know we, like we, we kick off and we play some nice football and we play our triangles, but why don't we just go for it and try and score an early goal? Because, you know, like Andy was saying later on, we were peppering them and we were in their box and we were having yeah. shots or whatever. But why are we waiting until we're 3-0 down to be doing that? Why can't we be going a little bit more gung-ho at the start of the game when we've I got think, the ball, I think you know? in the final third, we're... we're not that great if I'm honest yes. and I yeah. think that we can play really nice football and um, you know Biamu's been running the line really really well and getting in behind and I, you know I don't think we support each other enough quick enough I don't think we do that but I think it's when we get to the final third and we're up against that you know brick wall of five people we, we, we just run out of ideas or can't break them down or we don't support quick enough or the final product's not good enough or it's um you know it's quite obvious but y- you know you can't fault the way that they started the game and the way they kept the ball and the mm. way that they were able to go seemingly easily from one one end of the pitch to the other it's just that that final third is is mm. what we're going to continue i think unfortunately to, to talk about yeah um, yeah yeah, and the game sort of turned a little bit then, didn't it? And, and Gard- Cardiff started getting a bit of a grip on the game. Um, and, you know, one of those early signs of them perhaps carving us open a little bit was um, they had a they had the ball in the net through Flint, but obviously it was ruled out for offside. And, you know, you started to feel like the breakthrough was going to come, wasn't it, Andy? Yeah, after the first initial, yeah, first bit of possession after the first 10, 15 minutes, yeah, they obviously had that goal ruled out. Um which was a warning sign, wasn't it? Um, mm. But we didn't heed it, did we? You normally, no. when someone scores a goal and you think, oh, we're lucky there to get away with that, you normally switch on a little bit more, don't you? Um, unfortunately, we didn't. And um, worse was to come a few minutes later. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, I have to say, it was a very, very good tackle for Murphy on, on Hamer. Absolutely mm. brilliant. Brilliant. brilliant it's exactly what you want to see from an attacking yeah. player. I think he yeah. was um, working hard for his side, um, you know, winning the ball back in a good area. And then just one thought in his mind was how far, you know, how far can I stretch Coventry by picking my picking my feet up and, and sprinting with the ball? Yeah, exactly. And and we just got undone down our right, didn't we, Dave? And, um, you know, Ostergaard jumped in, didn't get anywhere near it. And, you know, I know, you like you say, he had a um, Keith Moore had a little bit to do, but I thought he made it look quite easy. To be honest with you, it's you know, it, it, once he was sort of through, and yeah, it was uh, it was an easy finish for him, really. Yeah, I mean, he's a good player. He, he plays yeah, he a is, little yeah. bit like that. He plays a little bit like um, Kane in that aspect, where he sort of sits on that, sits a bit wide, and he's happy to pick up the ball there, run and, and cut in. And he did yeah. it in the second half actually, and he, he I think he kind of stumbled and got brought down and there was nothing you know they didn't get a free kick but yeah that I mean I'm not really sure about Ostergaard diving in I, I understand that it was just he sold him down the river and it was a, yeah, it was a yeah, fantastic yeah. dummy and most people in this league most strikers in this league would e- even you know apart from the top teams like we say will probably snatch at them and we certainly do and that is the difference I think when we look at strikers you look at any of our players when they're in that 
that position. Um, you know, taking nothing away from Biharmu's goal last when he cut inside, that was really nice. But generally, we would snatch at those sort of opportunities. We'd panic a little bit, especially Jokerez. He'd probably just strike it on his left foot or he'd hold it up and not sure what to do and wait for support. Whereas there was only one one way that that was going in, in Kiefer Moore's mind mm. and yeah he sold him fantastically and, and tucked it away and it, it was a really really direct but really classy finish from him and, and I think it was you know it goes to show that that's probably why they brought him in I think they did bring him in the summer and he, you know he, he's, he's obviously um, a, a man with a lot of talent because he, he, he made it look easy and they're the ones that when you make him look easy and there's probably still had a bit to do it, it shows that he's a, a top class player yeah, but no. I'd have to question here you know how quickly we got back um watch the replay back um McCallum's looking around to see where his man is okay which is fine he, he's a wing back so he's, he's stopping but he's jogging back jogging um y- you know I don't think Hyam sort of got round with any conviction which is unlike him because he, you know, we've seen him keep things off the line and he knew what he was doing, you know, he was, but he just didn't seem to get there quick enough. Um, but I don't know. I just, I felt that we, when we gave the ball away, Josh Murphy and Keith Moore still had a lot to do. But we, you know, I look, I, I, I'm only pulling McCallum out because I, I noticed that he just jogged back, but it seemed like, you know, people weren't really, didn't, didn't think they were, they were yeah. under that much pressure, if that makes sense. Um, and I just think that you've got to put those hard yards into for us all to get back in and reshape when we lose the ball. And mm. we do that oftenly so well. And I think that was probably a bit yeah. what was disappointing the goal. Great finish, but I, I have to, you know, I have to put out some some commitment there about getting back and, and reshaping. I didn't think we did it quick enough. Mm. I didn't. I didn't really notice McCallum because it was on the other side. But I thought more. I noticed how high up De Costa was, which is fine, really. I mean, he is playing as more of a winger, isn't he? But yeah, both, it does, both of it them, does yeah. seem to mean we get caught out a bit on yeah. on the wings. Yeah, exactly. And you know, they're they're a counter count. They, they've counted us perfectly. Um, mm. But I, I just think that when we, you know, we're really so good usually at, at getting back and reshaping. And a lot of commentators and on Sky and whatnot have, have said that. But I think in that case, I'd, we looked a little bit laboured and almost almost like we didn't think the worst was going to happen, and it did. Mm. And then not long after, a few minutes later, we we find ourselves two 0 down. Um, this one was a bit of a mess, really, wasn't it, Andy? Um, Ostergaard jumps in for it like he often does. Morosi was in no man's land, and it's it's a tap in really for Keith Moore, isn't it? Um, yeah, very yeah. very frustrating goal to concede. Yeah, Cardiff style, nice long throw into the box, mm. and um, I think if you could hear it, I, I, watching obviously on on I follow, I, I heard clearly Morosi shouted for it. He did say keepers. So I don't understand why Ostergaard went for it. If the keeper, when the keeper shouts keepers, you leave it for the keeper, don't you? Um, But even so, Morosi made a complete hash of it. Um, Didn't get enough on it, did he? No. Well, in that situation, Dave, you are well. You either punch it, or if you're not going to punch it, you claim it. And you take the pressure off your defence. And he did neither. And it was a real poor, poor goalkeeping by Morosi. And and then Kiefer Moore put it in an empty net, which was easy to do, wasn't it? He wasn't going to miss. And yeah, yeah a complete mess. Um, and it would be interesting to see what Robbins does on regarding Morosi after that error. Because yeah. uh, obviously Wilson has done well. Um, and when you've got pressure 
uh, for your spot and you make an error that big, it'd be interesting mm. to see if he keeps his shirt. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit mm. later on about the next game, Andy. Um, but yeah, I just I just wonder about that. You know, it's because, you know, we've questioned Morrissey and we questioned him in mm. the Forest game as well about coming out and claiming it. And mm. it makes me wonder whether, like, do, do, the, do the back three fully trust him? Like, why, why does Ostergaard mm. feel the need fl- to fly yeah. in for a header? Mm. Um or is it just the fact that that's Ostergaard's kind of naivety a little bit? We know he likes leaping up for a header, but mm. you know he needs to know when when's the right time to do it. And if the keeper's made the call, mm. then you've got to leave the keeper to it, haven't you? Really, you do. Uh, but that's the inexperience of the bat line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ostergaard yeah. is a very young defender. He's very he's Rush very blood tal- to the head almost, very, Andy. Very talented but he is rash and it showed mm. with the first goal how he dived in. Yeah. Um, an experienced defender just shepherds the person out for a corner. Yeah. Or a, well, or he was on his weaker foot, wasn't he? He mm. had a lot to do. He was, he was mm. on his left side. I know yeah. it's at full tilt, it's easy to say that, but you're right. You know, he, he still had a lot to do and you always just show him the line, don't you? That's, mm. that's, oh yeah. Uh, on the, the yeah. 101 in the defender's handbook. So. Yeah, it is. And just shows in inexperience and for this, the second goal, which, you know, the uh, Morosi blunder, I think if, if he got out of the way, that would have helped Morosi's situation a little bit better, I think. But Ostergaard's a good player um, and he's a very talented young lad, but he needs experience with him. And um, he showed two really lacks of inexperience for the first two goals, unfortunately. Mm. And it's it's extremely difficult, isn't it, once you go 2-0 down, especially mm. away from home. Um, what do you think Robbins would have been saying to the lads at half-time, Dave? Well, I mean, what can you say? It's game over, really. Um, what he would have but been it shouldn't be, is, should it? I mean, you, you know, yeah, you're 2-0 down, but surely we need to start having a game plan where we can get back, get back into games. You've got 45 minutes, you know, games get turned around. In minutes. And in I just seconds, feel like we're writing we off that. games early. Exactly. No, you can't you can't be writing off. But what, what I mean in, in the fashion of that game, you, I think it was all obvious to see that we just didn't, we didn't have enough I don't think to well we haven't had enough all season really have we to go out and blow away a team by three goals so it, it when when the Sky Blues go to 2-0 down it's it's a concern um, and a mm. big worry but I think he would have been saying keep it tight keep playing your football and um, and it will come and, and actually you know I, st- I still think that, yeah, it, it, it would have because we did cut them open a lot, you know, when in, in sections we did. And, and I think our football, um, they couldn't they couldn't stay, keep the pace with it at times. Um, but we're going to be a team that carves out very, very little chances in the final third, I think, even though we keep the ball um, and you need someone to start putting them in because you can't you can't be reliant on creating 20, 21 21 chances um you know that result in shots each game yeah, and only yeah. only yielding one goal it's it's not unfortunately going to keep you in in the league yeah and much like the reading game really we came out for the second half and we got kind of finished off straight away through murphy talk us through this one andy yeah it was just Really, really, again, really disappointing. Obviously, Robbins would have had harsh words with them at mm. half time, and they didn't seem to heal it because obviously the ball came, it was the longest ball. I think it was Hyam that brought Kiefer Moore down, and then no one stood on the ball. Mm. It was just like, oh, well, then the, the midfielder just knocked it to Murphy. Murphy, Murphy went in and, and banged it bottom corner, and it was just so, so easy. It was just. 
you know, when you when you're a school kid, you you always taught when when the ball's like won or fouled, you always stand on the ball as a defender, don't you? And just mm. allow your, your teammates to get back into position. It's almost, like no, a, it's almost, almost like a gag, isn't it, Andy? I know it sounds, yeah. you know, everyone enjoys doing that sort of shithouse resource yeah. stuff. That's the thing that players enjoy, isn't it? You know, yeah. to, to sort of frustrate and mm. give away a foul and then stand on it, kick it away, yeah. time it to get up. But it allows your defence to get back into position. It does. And it's just, no one just stood on the ball. They just let the lad just knock it to Murphy. And Murphy just drilled it bottom corner. It was awful, awful. Do you think defective. that epitomised the performance in that we just not that I, I hate the word we're not at the races because that's you mm. know that's that's uh, rubbish really when mm. you you're paid a lot of money to to kick a ball around so you know that doesn't wash massively but I mean mm. it it's it's it did epitomise that we just weren't switched on were we I think in for, for you know because the goals were quite easy that we give away and it just mm. felt that we just weren't quite at it 100% and yeah. weren't quite switched on and I think that goal epitomised perhaps that performance mm. it, they're all three goals epitomised the performance Dave and Robbins came out afterwards saying it was the worst performance of the season not much fight there not much quality only a little bit of quality when we were 3-0 down and, and even he said it was just not good enough and he was really angry with the performance and, and rightly so so yeah mm. I agree with you Dave I think that goal and the other two before it did sum up the performance of a lacklustre performance by the Sky Blues. And, and I tell you what, we can't have too many more of that towards the end of the, towards the end of the season because we can't afford to be losing points, keep conceding silly goals like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you, but at the same time, I think like we, I don't think we ever really thought we'd get anything from the Cardiff game. Mm. Like if we if you mapped out, I mean, everyone's been you know we said for a while Feb's going to be a really hard month. Yeah, and you know we got one point out of two. So, you know, yeah, we weren't no, expecting be, to get results here, you know? Yeah, you, you've got to be positive. Um, and we've got big games coming up to look up forward to, no no question, Tom. But the only concern it's is that... It's a team we've beat this season, though, isn't it? I yeah, think. And, and the concern is for me is that we can't just keep coming into games and losing them and then think, oh, March and April are, are no, okay. No, I, I agree with you. Turning completely. Attack, yeah, and turning no, I agree attack, with you. It doesn't work like that, does it, Tom? So. Yeah. Yeah, um, but like, and I slightly agree with Dave that yeah, we did beat them um, at the start. Yeah, but they're a different. It's different yeah, though, are. isn't it? Like teams, earlier, teams change and evolve, yeah. don't they? Like yeah, you know, I mean, Cardiff have been on some. They're probably one of the weirdest teams in the league in terms of if you look at their results because mm-hmm. they. I think they after we beat them, they were flying, weren't they? They won like seven in a row or something. Mm-hmm. Then they lost about seven in a row. And now yeah. they look like they're about to win seven in a row. So, yeah. you know. I, I get that we've beaten them before, but this league is very, very strange. And mm. just because you beat someone in the first half of the season doesn't really mean much for the second half, I don't think. No, no but um, what, what, I'm, what I think, it, what, what I'd say is with that is that, it, you know, it, it, it wouldn't have mattered who the team was on Saturday. I think any team in this league would have beat us the way we turned up and the way that we, you know, from, from after 10, 15 minutes, the way we approached the game just didn't look switched on and, and up for it. But, you know what I mean is when you look at the teams that we've got to play, we've talked about free hits, and Cardiff certainly wasn't a free hit. And no, um, no I agree. With and that. I don't think Robbins would have been portraying that type of message in, in in the lead up to the game. So it's 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 an odd one for me that it just that every team goes through these and they have performances, but it's an odd one for me that we just weren't quite at the races. And even even when we had the ball and we kept it well and we even in the open exchanges there was no real conviction 
So, you know, and, and it was almost too easy for us um, mm. to play those triangles because I don't think Cardiff wanted to be that near to us uh, in the middle of the park. I think they were quite happy to have, you know, a, a deep defence and five at the back and say, OK, see what you can do when you get to the final third. But Yeah, the, the contrast between that and the Watford game was about... Yeah, yeah the fight, yeah. you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the way that we closed people down in Watford... Yeah. yeah, didn't give them didn't give them a minute's piece. It was it was chalk and cheese. Two different teams. Yeah. I I find that bizarre. And all, all I can the only thing I can say is that I don't know. It sounds awful, but maybe it was cold. If you didn't fancy it, because <laughs> that's how it, it felt. You know, that's how it felt. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we we can move on shortly. But I guess just to round it off, I suppose one of the positives we can take was was Hyam's goal. It was a kind of poacher's finish, really, wasn't it, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I would have preferred him to do that the week before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, it was. It was a, a poacher's goal, but it it just felt like too little, too late. It felt little, too late, and also felt frustrating. Frustrating because it was so poorly defended by Cardiff, and we hadn't really done that enough to him in in the whole game. To yeah, they switched off, didn't they? Other goals, you know, and if they were that bad at defending that, and you know that piece of of play then it's probably likely if we would have peppered the box a bit more and with a bit more conviction, then perhaps, you know, we could have uh, yielded more from the game. But yeah, I think that's what was frustrating. But yeah, good for Hyam, good for him to get a goal. And um, But yeah, definitely very much too little, too late. Yeah, definitely. Um, Dean's going to be a bit gutted that he's not on this episode because we're now going to talk about the referee. Um, 24 fouls and three yellow cards, Andy. Um I just think they got away with murder, Cardiff. What did you think? Agreed. Um, I don't like blaming refs for losers or no, losses. not for the result, but no, it, you know, you just, just constantly breaking up play and bringing <clears throat> us down. And if you don't book players, they're going to keep doing it, and then you can't get any sort of momentum going in the game, can you? Yeah, I think he was just a bit scared of Big Mick after the game, weren't he? Probably just mm. thought he didn't want to be pinned up by him at the end of the game. <laughs> but no, um, terrible. Well, despair. Vivesh looked like he was going to lamp yeah. him one at the end, yeah, to be honest. The, 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 the only one voice one. I could hear. I, didn't, I think it was. It was both Mick and AD, yeah. wasn't it? It was like. Yeah, it's uh, funny. They um, they apologise on Sky for bad language, but they don't do it on iFollow, do they? They need to. <laughs> yeah. iFollow can't even get the commentary on, Tom. That's Let true. They apologise. <laughs> It was uh, it'd give a foghorn a wrong uh, run for his money, wouldn't he? Them two. It was so loud. It was, uh, yeah. but it was good because it gave at least a little bit of atmosphere. A bit of it? atmosphere, yeah. But now getting to your point, Tom. Uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a very good display. And Callow Hair got kicked pillar to post, yeah. didn't he? And he did. He does every you know, week. He does every week. And to be honest, it's just not fair on the lad. To be honest, and he he picks himself up and doesn't say anything and gets on with it to his credit, but. No, it was another... And to be honest, it's not just this ref, was it? All season, it's been dreadful, hasn't it? So it's not been good um, at all, all season in the Championship. And no, I've not been impressed. I think you get better refs in League One. I agree. I have to agree with you there. Um, Lads, I know it's hard to pick a man in the match when you lose 3-1, but if you had to pick a star man, Dave, who would you go for? I wouldn't say a star man, but steady, steady man was probably Matty James again. You know, everything mm. that that was good probably about our play, he, he sort of was involved in it and probably a shout out for Cal, um, you know, to mention about the refs and, and not to bang on about that. But yeah, Biamu, you know, that trip that was in the box anywhere else on the pitch, it's just one of those easy little um, sort of like niggly fouls that a ref would give. 
Um, but because it was in the box, he, he didn't have the, the the bottle to do it. But that, for me, you know, he he didn't get the ball and he's he's caught his leg and tripped him up accidentally. Mm. But it's a foul, you know, uh, and that was in the box. So, um, yeah, it leaves a lot to be desired. The the, the standard of refereeing. Yeah, Andy, thoughts? Uh, Callow hair. I thought again he was lively. Um, he did really well. Um, not to react to the provocation he got from the Cardiff players. He got, like we said earlier, he got kicked pillar to post and he, he got on with his job. And I, I've been impressed with Cal O'Hare recently. I think, you know, he's been, you know, he got his goal, well, no, a couple of assists, didn't he, against Sheffield Wednesday. He did well for the Birmingham goal as well, didn't he, assessing Sheaf up. And then and he was decent against Watford as well. And again, I thought he did a good shift against uh, Cardiff. So Cal O'Hare for me. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We're now going to move on and discuss the Norwich and Brentford fixtures coming up on Wednesday and Saturday, respectively. Um, It's not really a nice time to be playing Norwich or Brentford, um, although Brentford did lose to Barnsley today, which just shows you how mental the championship is. Um, Yeah, two tough-looking games, Dave. Yeah, Norwich is a really scary thought. They Mm. look very, very good, don't they? They bounce um, back from that little wobble, haven't they? Yeah, and Todd Cantwell's obviously totally recovered from his... um, his injury and his confidence is back and in the passages of play that I've seen, you know, um, on, on the Twitter feed and stuff, he looks uh, a very, very good player. So yeah, a lot to be concerned about, but we always, you know, up our games against some of these bigger teams uh, frustratingly enough, I guess, but, and I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, we just, we won't, won't let ourselves down. I, I actually think that we play again, we say it, but good enough football to, to be absolutely comfortable against Norwich or Brentford. Um, and if we can cut out the city individual errors at times, then I think we'll be we'll be tough to beat against any team. And I think the same for this one. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose we've just got to play on the fact that there are crazy results in this league. Um, and these teams aren't invincible, are they? You know, I mean, Brentford losing at home to Barnsley. I mean, if they if they're at the start of a wobble, that could be could be good for us, couldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, 100%. Yeah. If they're on, you know, Brentford losing to Barnsley today, um, Connor Chaplin with the goal, which is always nice to see, ex-Sky Blue. Yeah, um, if Brentford are struggling and hopefully they can go on a bit of a low run and we can face them in a good time, Tom. Yeah, definitely. Um, One thing that's been debated quite a lot since uh, Saturday, and you alluded to it earlier, Andy, was Mm. the goalkeeping situation. it's it's a really tough one, isn't it? Because, you know, Morosi is the number one. Um, having said that, Wilson didn't really, you know, set a foot wrong when he came in mm-hmm. to the team while Morosi was injured. And obviously he's been unlucky to be out because of COVID. Um, and Morosi hasn't necessarily been at back to the levels he was before. Mm-hmm. So this presents a bit of a, a, a tough decision for Mark Robbins, doesn't it? It does. And um, we always get hammered on Twitter because we sponsor. Because we ben love Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> and apparently we, but forgetting that we did do podcasts with Marco as well. So, yeah. So I don't quite see where that comes from. But anyway, moving forward. <laughs> um, but on this decision, when you make a mistake like that, like he did for the second goal, and the way Wilson played when he was playing, Morosi will be lucky to keep his shirt for the next mm. game. Yeah. In my opinion, hundred percent agree. Do I think that, do yeah. I think Robbins will pick Morosi? I think he will because mm. I think he thinks this is number one. But from a personal point of view, when you make a clanger like that and you've got someone who has not put a foot wrong, he would be lucky if I was picking the team, be playing. Yeah, it's not. 
I yeah. don't know. I it's don't difficult. Know. I think he it's, might drop him. Do you reckon? Yeah. It's, it's, do you know I what? Do. It's a tough one because I think whatever he does, I think it's difficult because if he drops Morosi, what does that, you know, as much as we say about Wilson was unlucky and whatever, and he'll be, he'll feel gutted that he's out of the team. Equally, what would that do to Morosi's confidence? Or is that, you know, is that just part of the game and you've got to be professional enough exactly to, that. to work exactly your way that. back and in, you know? If Mark Robbins is as angry as he portrayed in that post match comments, then I think that might be the instigator that perhaps, you know, is needed, possibly. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not... uh, But I've come to management, it's championship manager. If I was on that now, (laughs) would I be throwing teacups around after that? Probably, to get a reaction. Yeah, knowing that we don't really need anything from these games, so go out there and show me enough that you keep your place in the games that are after these, these two fixtures. Yeah. She's got a picture in my head of you, Dave, absolutely launching teacups around because you lost the game on, on Footy Manager. Yeah. Your missus going I mental mean, at you. More than likely just sat there in, in your boxes playing. But yeah, it's um <laughs> I think it it's true. I think I think if he if he want if he's that angry, then it it's it, as bad as it is, it's man management, isn't it? And I think yeah. that it probably what I mean is it probably warrants it. And I don't think Morosi would be uh, I think he'd accept it if that makes yeah. sense. I think, yeah. And just one more thing on the matter. I think he'll probably have to take the COVID thing out of the decision-making process now, I would have thought. You can't, I suppose you can't really just say, oh, Wilson's been unlucky, so I'm going to put him back in. It's just mm-hmm. got to be based on that performance. Is he swapping the keepers around? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Otherwise no, it drags on and on, doesn't anyone, it? I, don't, I mean, I don't think anyone was um, bringing him back in just because he played well up. Up to co- like up to COVID, do you know what I mean? Like, well, as soon as Mercy's ready, that's it. He's back in, sort of thing. Well, more just so, coincidental more just that timing. you're unlucky that you came out of the team. Mercy's come back in. He's, you, you know, you've possibly not been able to train. Um, outside of that, you, you, you know, it's up to him now to to do something there. He doesn't keep the shirt, and and I think that's possibly what the situation is, and I think that's where. We, where we are I think he's done that unfortunately for Marusi I think that he has I think he's done that he's given Mark Robbins enough leverage for him to play that card if he wishes if he so wishes yeah. and we'll, yeah. we'll see how that plays out but it, he's definitely given him like Andy said I think a chance to do that it's up to him how he wants to to, to then you know um go forward with that and I don't know yeah. about team harmony and yeah. players being mm. unhappy and, and all of the other external stuff that comes into that but the, the black and white of it boiled down is he's done enough to allow Mark Robbins I think to make a decision Yeah. If, if I was Ben Wilson and I don't get the shirt against Norwich I'll be bitterly disappointed yeah Bitterly disappointed, but we know he's a he's a top professional and he knows what his position is at the mm. club and he'll yeah. he'll get on with it, you know. No, he will. But which you would, expect from all of our players, you know. That's but, what we expect. They've got to be professional about it, haven't they? Oh, they would, but they, of course he will be. He's, he's the club lad, goes first, he? doesn't it? Really, yeah. you know. Yeah, great definitely. Lad, great lad, and we all know that he will. But if yeah. I was him, after the yeah, way I played, but I don't and, know about that one or two um, as well, Andy. I don't know what you mate. think about that, but that one that. That sort of, I, I know in the League One season, that was definitely a certain your yeah. number one and your I number two. I think it is this year, mate, to be honest. But did, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm well, looking for Sky Blue's extra sponsorship I think, tinted glasses. But, um, I, think, I think the gap is certainly closed. 
because like you said last season it was definitely Wilson was nowhere near Morosic, exactly. was it? But yeah. I think with Wilson, the way he's come in, the way he's dominated the ball at crosses and his kicking and his distribution, it, it the gap has definitely closed down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if 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 in, at the moment in, in present time, if there is a, def, a definitive number one, if that makes sense. Mm, and interesting. So, so, so I think that there's a chance here to, to um, yeah, to put people um, on, on their toes, perhaps. Yeah, and, I, and, and lads, I don't even, I'm not even 100% confident that Morosi's fully, I know he's fully fit, but is, mentally, is he fully sharp? I was going to say that mentally. You, you know, know, when you... When yeah. you that spot on, Tom, because as a goalkeeper, when you've had that kind of injury, when you bust your eye socket and yeah. you broke your cheekbone, that's got to be in the back of your head when you're coming for crosses and stuff like that. Well, so, and, and Andy, yeah. what what team was it against that happened? Cardiff. Cardiff. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah. So we're playing this rough physical side and, mm. you know, was that part of his, was that in his mind on, on Saturday, you know? Yeah, I probably would think so. Interesting stuff. Um, we could probably debate that all night, lads. We we'll, we'll move on because um, there's a lot more we need to sort out here as well. Um, right, so there's there's the defensive situation. We're obviously leaking a lot of goals. What do we do in terms of at the back, um, Dave? What are your thoughts on that? It's so tough. It's really, really tough. Like, I love McFadden for his chat and just to Leadership. get the lads to wise up, you know, because we've given away a, a fair few like, naive goals. But then at the same time, we were so good against Watford, you know, yeah. so it's only one performance in, in, you know, after that Watford game where we have. And, and I think, every, you know, I sat on the pod the week after Watford saying, Ostergaard, do everything we can to sign him. He's the replacement for McFadsey and he plays that sweeper role brilliantly. And now we're having fickle this conversation day, of whether we're going to then bring him out the, the and put scene back in. You know, it's... it's uh, so I, I don't know. I think against a, a Norwich team with the pace that they've got and the way that they get in behind, I would probably keep it the same, if, if I'm honest, with those three at the back, but I would have the wing backs. So mm. I would have... Rose Hyam and um, uh, Ostergaard playing as a centre-back. Um, and, and I'd probably leave McFadden now, as much as I think that he probably would be on there balling and, and you know, giving anyone a hard time that's not doing their job, um, yeah. which I think we need. Um, but mm. I'm hope, hoping that Matty James is perhaps doing that um, uh, also. So yeah. uh, I, would keep, we- I would keep it with those three. Yeah, and we don't want to lose the wing backs, do we, Dave? I know we get a little bit exposed, but De Costa's been been creating stuff down the right, hasn't he? And we're we're only one good move away from him whipping a perfect ball in, and someone getting on the end of it, aren't we? Especially with Walker back in the team. Yeah, an attack against a team like Norwich is going to be the best um, form of defence. If you look through their stats, actually, they don't they rarely score goals on the counter attack. I think they've only scored well very very little um, this year by counter attacking teams. Uh, one, you know, three percent of their goals. So. They're, they're not a team. They do tend to play great football up the pitch, a little bit like us, really, and then obviously just do more from at the business end. But they're not a team that, that counter. So we've not really got to worry about that as much. So, yeah, you can't. I don't think you'd be swapping the, um, mm. the wing backs. Yeah. And then thinking about up front, obviously, you know, Biamu is a bit isolated up there on his own, isn't he? And he struggles a bit. Um, what do you do about that, Andy? Is it time to try two up top? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would definitely play two up top. I would play with the wing backs, like we said, because we're 
De Costa is is very close of making goals. He was brilliant against Forest. He was decent against Watford. Again, he didn't play very well against uh, Cardiff, but he didn't really have the opportunity to, did he? But mm. no, he's looking good. Um, we have got a problem at left wing back because McCallum's obviously can't play, can he? So I think he's going to play Shipley there because he mm. brought him on in that position, yeah. didn't he? And I, I think Shipley's going to play on against Norwich at wing back. Um, so. But going back to your question about the uh, forward line before Dave starts killing himself laughing, uh, <laughs> um, I would go with Biamu and I would play either Vic or or Walker up top, depending on Walker's fitness. I'd love to play two up front. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you that I think the the question mark is is who um, I think Walker. We've got to be a little bit careful with him. I think you know I'll, I almost have this sort of feeling of do we say almost save Walker for more winnable games I'm not saying we shouldn't go out and try and beat Norwich but you know say. it's yeah. a game that's going to be tough isn't it and we might have yeah. to sit in and try and nick a point um, you know definitely want to see him come on and get 20 minutes 10 minutes whatever yeah. but is does part of you Andy feel like we might need to save him for some of those key games later on it's a real difficult one isn't it Tom because you just think to yourself yeah that's a great point like, you know, in an ideal world, we'd get you know, maybe a point against Norwich and save him. And then in the March games, we can play him and he starts scoring bucket loads. But it just, I think with him, I think, and also we don't want to be going down the, the Matty Godden situation when he played in too early and then we exactly, haven't seen yeah. him for months. So it's a very difficult situation. Um, only Mark and AD will know how fit he is. Um, however, I think we need results and points okay. quickly, even against these tough oppositions. So if he's fit enough to start, I'd start him. Yeah, even just goals. Like, you know, yeah. even if we can, like, it sounds a bit negative, but even if we lost the next three, but we scored one or two goals each game, you know, and we're creating stuff and you, and then you know that Walker can score when we go into those games, we have to win. And him, um, his partnership between him and Biama is decent. Yeah, I mean, away. remember the Rotherham game? Well. They were, and yeah, Watford they were away. brilliant. Watford away? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So they they, they, were, they, they were, were exceptional together, wasn't they, Watford mm. away? Yeah, so yeah. it's an exciting prospect, them two up top for me. Mm. So I want to see that as quickly as possible, but we do need to be careful with him. Yeah, we do. What do you, what do you think about the striker situation, Dave? Yeah, totally disagree. <laughs> and uh, uh, Walker, Walker for me, if he's fit enough to run around the other day, he's fit enough to start against Norwich. You know, for me, that's that's it. Protecting people that need game time and game sharpness is just not for me, to be honest. So for Walker, he starts and I think he spearheads it with one up front. And I think you bring Sheaf back into uh, and to, to break that Norwich midfield that, that are going to be trying to pick Fred Passage through, to break that down and give us a bit more in, in there. Matty James and Sheaf in there doing that dirty work and, and keeping the ball and playing it. Hamer spraying the balls. Uh, and I think that I, I, I would prefer to see that. I'd, I'd prefer to see Mark Robbins revert back to his, his one up top, hard to beat, but play nice football style for me. Yeah. Who drops out of the midfield then? O'Hare or... Well, Allen, wasn't it? I think because mm. you're playing one up top, aren't you, Dave? So yeah. Oh, you're playing one up top. Yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting stuff. Um, mm. Yeah. So looking at the Norwich game, lads, uh, prediction-wise, what do you reckon, Dave? Uh, I mean, they're going to beat us, aren't they? But it's you know, two 0 probably they'll win. Um, but 
if we can go, you know, if we can go and show a spirited performance, not give away, you know, make them work for their goals, not naive goals, and a good performance and play football and Walker gets some minutes, I'd be happy. Which sounds so mm-hmm. defeatist, but that is, that's for me is is what I'd ask for: a decent performance, no sloppy city goals, solid defensive performance. And 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 just put on a, a decent display, even if that means we get beat by, you know, Todd Cantwell scoring from thirty yards or something ridiculous. God, don't fine Not him, you know, but <sighs> it, at least make ourselves hard to beat. Because Saturday, you know, if I'm honest, it was embarrassing. Yeah, what are your thoughts, Andy? Oh, I've just got visions of Todd Cantwell scoring a thirty-yard screamer and running off with his wavy hair everywhere. That just <laughs> Oh no! So that really winds you up, doesn't it? Andy? Oh, it fucking does as well. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> great player, but he's just annoying. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah going back to your uh, point, um, it's a really difficult game, like Dave said, and I can see Norwich winning this. I think it'll be a bit tighter. I think we'll, we'll score and we'll make mm. it difficult, and I think there will be a reaction to Saturday. But I think they'll 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 beat us two one. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. And we'll move on to the the Brentford game. Obviously, it's it's always hard to preview a game without the hindsight of of Wednesday. Um, but I think you know this is again an, a similar, really, isn't it? Um, a really tough one. I think what really scares me about them is Ivan Tony. He's he's on fire. Is he is he the highest scorer in the league? Probably is. Yeah. Um, and what really worries me is that he always scores against us, doesn't he, Dave? Oh yeah. I mean, he he always enjoys popping up with a goal. They they've scored. You know. A ridiculous amount. I don't know who scored the most in the league, but it's got they, to be him, they've it? got to be contenders. Yeah, I mean, thirty-nine goals from open play, seven from set pieces, four from counter attacks, four, five from penalties. They, they've scored an absolute bucket. Fifty-five. They've scored the highest in the league by a mile. Yeah, yeah. there you go. So I mean, that's, that's really breaks for you know. If there's ever a uh, a game where you need to perhaps draw the shutters down and and uh, grind out. A, a really valuable point probably is that if I'm honest yeah it's going to be it's going to be a tough game um, yeah hard to predict how we'll, we'll set up for this one um, but yeah Andy is it a case of just sitting in and, and trying to nick a point yeah I think so um, de- depends on what happens with the Norwich game it's really tough to predict isn't it yeah but it's hard to see yeah hard to going predict. back to who I would play talking defensively I would bring Fadzine back for the Norwich game Definitely, and I would mm. play him um, if he's fit. I'd play him for the rest of the season um, because I think, yeah, I think um, his experience is vital. Um, if you look at the team, the only other experienced player we've got is James. Yeah, others are not experienced enough. And you look at the side; it just looks lack of experience with lack mm. of leadership, and I think, and also lack of championship um, experience. How many people have played in the championship? at that level um, before we played only what Alan and Fads possibly exactly so he he brings that and um, he brings that experience he brings that leadership and I think he's the glue that keeps the other two centre backs together um, in my opinion so when he's missing bar the Watford game because we were good against Watford I think he's important for us and he's going to be vital for us going forward so yeah to get your point yeah I'd bring him back in and against Brentford I would sit in and and try and nick a point wherever we can because mm. they score for fun, don't they? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be going to be a tough one. Um, <laughs> I'll grab a score prediction, Andy. Oh, 
if I'm saying we're losing to Norwich 2-1, I'll say 1-1 draw here, Tom. Well, that'd be all right. Dave? Yeah, I'd take a point. No goals. Zero. Nil-nil. Yeah. That's clean sheet. <laughs> yeah. love, to be fair, we do love a nil-nil at St Andrews, don't we? Oh, we do. So it wouldn't surprise me. Snappy lads. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the next, you know, we know the next three games are pretty daunting, aren't they? We're playing the top three, Norwich, Brentford and Swansea. Um, how many points are we targeting from these, Andy? I think we need, I'd be happy with, well, ecstatic with five. Oh, yeah. I mean, that'd be a win and two draws. That'd be brilliant. But I think it'd be more realistic to get three. Mm. Yeah, I think if we're aiming to draw these games, that's probably fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what do you reckon, Dave? I mean, I'd be ecstatic with two. Um, <laughs> I'd probably be happy with one. Um, wow. I'd yeah. probably be even more, you know, just as happy with three decent displays and, and not embarrassing ourselves. It's yeah. really, really hard. But what are we targeting? Mark Robbins will be targeting nine. And that's, you know, that's, yeah, of that's, course. How I mean, you... to, that's how we've got to go into these games. And, and, but yeah, if, if you had to bet your life on it, I wouldn't be going above two, probably. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Unless yeah, I didn't know. want to keep me life. So, <laughs> yeah, obviously, you know, we'll take one game at a time and it'll be a different mentality from the, from the players and Mark Robbins. But one thing I will say, lads, I don't know if you've looked at the fixtures, but the other teams don't have easy fixtures either. Um, if we look at the midweek ones, you know, Sheffield Wednesday go away to Stoke. That's a tough game. Wickham play Derby. That's a weird one. Wickham won at the weekend. Um, looking on Wednesday, um, Forest have got to go away to Swansea. Rotherham have got to go away to Bournemouth. So, you know, the teams around us don't have easy games either. So if we can just about sort of hold this position we've got, this three-point gap, and come out the other side, and then, you know, hopefully we can then pick up some more wins in March. Yeah, that would be ideal, wouldn't it, Tom? Um, And that is the hope, isn't it? Um, That we can maybe get a few points, get a couple of points against these tough opposition, and then the other people... Uh, lose or, or or don't get or draw. That's the thing, and then we cut, and then we head into March with a few players back with Walker having minutes under his belt. Maybe getting people on the grass, as as Robbins likes to say. Yeah, uh, he loves that, doesn't back. he? he loves we're it, we're, we're definitely in the territory of looking out for other fixtures now, aren't we? Yeah, and that's yeah. that's a that's a tough one, really, because it it makes it even worse. Not only have you got to support Coventry, you've got to support whoever who's playing against you know, Birmingham or Rotherham or other teams. So it's, it's yeah. hard. It makes it very hard. Yeah. It? but And, uh, um, yeah. cause you become that you start supporting a team other than your own. I think. Of course, mate, but that's what it's about when you're in a relegation scrap or a promotion fight, then of course you're going to care about the other results. Um, well, I just can't remember them, Tom. That's the thing. They've been, they've been so, so far, you know, haven't happened, have they for such a period? So it's, mm. um, it's, uh, dragging up some really old, nasty memories but uh, yeah they're, they're and, difficult to be involved in aren't they yeah definitely I mean, I mean looking at Saturday when we play Brentford um, there's some big games that day as well Rotherham again got to go away to Norwich um, what else oh Sheffield Wednesday play Birmingham I mean that's a massive game isn't it mm, yeah, that's a huge game so 
yeah, there's going to be lots of twists and turns, lads. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, we've just got, like I say, we've got to focus on what we can do, really. We just need um, to be in touching distance, Tom. Well, that's when it. March comes exactly, around. mate. And that's, that's the thing, it. mate. Like, you know, there's there's quite a lot of negativity on Twitter, and people seem to be having a bit of a meltdown. But you know, well, we're it's not. A, it's not at like, the prospect, isn't it, of their team being relegated? Of course, it's at the realization that we've got three games coming up now against Premiership outfits, <laughs> and and it, it once all said and done after that, we could find ourselves in in the relegation zone. So I, I know that, and it's it's it is it's pan pan you know pan pandemonia isn't it but what do people expect no of course but it still never gets any easier does it and i think that's how people obviously lots of people doing things in very different ways and and uh, i suppose some people it it helps them by sort of admitting that they're just going to go down now that helps them deal with it you know it it helps them get over that or and some people just straight out just you know panic um, and others are uh, half, you know, half glass full yeah. and all that jazz. And, and you uh, just throw teacups around, Dave. I just launch teacups around. But yeah, <laughs> you know, it's um, so everyone deals with things in a very different way. But I, I think it's just, I think a lot of people on, on, on Twitter are just so frustrated because we've actually really really competed haven't we at this yeah. level on 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 in many of the fixtures and in many games and actually gone above and beyond and shown that we we play really nice football but unfortunately that doesn't always keep you up and it's uh it's starting to get that feeling of what could have been isn't it and that's yeah. what people are, yeah. think are starting to panic about yeah exactly mate that's that's the thing um that's all we've got time for this evening chaps thanks for your contribution as always um, listeners, do make sure you're following Shortland Horn on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They've got some cracking properties across Coventry. And make sure you join us live at full time on Wednesday for our Sky Blues Extra Live. And if you want to get involved in anything discussed in the show, just use the hashtag Sky Blues Extra Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.